episode 136 of the Mandarian Orange Show. I'm Phil Vecchio. And I am almost Thanksgiving break, Janelle. Yes, we are rapidly approaching our time off. And even though we're all like stuck at home... It doesn't matter. It's still time off, because you've <laughs> been working very, very hard. Harder than I've ever worked in my life. Doing report cards and grading and uh, teacher parent-teacher conferences all from home. Mm-hmm. Whew, it's a lot. Yeah. But we're rounding the corner here. We're almost to Thanksgiving break, and we get the whole week off. Yes, we do. Leading up to it, which is really, really exciting. So, whew, that's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. You know what else is fun? What? Jumping straight into fights. Yeah, we do have an update on our Little Caesars DoorDash Battle Royale. Now, first of all, before we reveal the status of it, um, and just to give everyone a refresher, we ordered pizzas. We ordered four pizzas for a birthday party, well, our little house birthday party. (laughs) Two pizzas arrived. They charged us for four. Every single person involved from the people at the corporate level all the way down to the delivery person and everyone in between says it's someone else's fault and nary a refund was to be found. Nobody took responsibility. So I got a message. um, We got a message from Keith, who is a listener of the show and also a friend of ours and the person that I co-host my other podcast with, Alex P. Keaton, is my friend. But he said... I am listening to your most recent show, and I am thinking you should challenge it with your bank. They are way more willing to help you than Little Caesars ever will be. Then he said, of course, this could all be taken care of since it sounds like you recorded last week. Well, so by the time he listened to the show, we had already recorded, and even when he texted, we had just, just found out about the results of this situation. Mm-hmm. So fill us in what, uh, what came out of it. Well, finally... After, I mean, this happened around Audrey's birthday in October. Yep. A little bit before her birthday. Yep. Um, I got a $15 and some change refund to our credit card. For two pizzas. No, Little Caesars pizzas. But they were like... So that means they did not refund the delivery fee. They did not refund the $10 tip I gave. Which they said they were going to. And, yeah, so they basically just refunded us for the two pizzas with tax. Yeah, not even with tax. Because they're, oh, no, I guess with tax, yeah. Because they were, like, specialty ones. Cause yeah. They weren't, like, the... Uh, $5. The $5 ones, because we let people pick what they wanted, so. Anyway, all that is to say, we got most <laughs> of it back. And I said, like, I mean... I don't know whose fault it is, but I'm not going to punish the DoorDash guy even more than the bad review. I mean, I didn't even give him a bad review, but he was not helpful. He didn't take responsibility, but oh, well, I don't care about the tip. And the $5 delivery fee or $4.99 delivery fee, is it really worth our time to call back again? It almost is. It (laughs) almost is because they said they were going to take it off. Because the amount they told us they were going to refund was like $23 or something like that. Oh, I thought she said, I can't give you that information. Well, yes, but when I talked (laughs) to them. But all I'm saying is 
we got a, at least a partial refund. I feel like we got a little small victory with that, and I think we've wasted enough time and energy on the situation. Mm-hmm. And it felt good to vent about it on here. It did. That extra five dollars, we'll call. It, we'll chalk that up to getting to talk about it with you guys, so <laughs> or whatever it is, however much it should have been. Um, well, I did never get a refund for the cancellation fee for our Europe trip. That's right. And that was like twenty dollars. It was a twenty dollar, and I have called so many times. It's just not worth it anymore. I just don't. Because we got everything else refunded but that one $20 cancellation. Fee. Thousands of dollars refunded. Yeah. So. And a lot of people didn't. So. So, once again, like, there comes a point. It's worth fighting things, but there comes a point when our energy is better spent elsewhere. Well, and it's funny because if we were, like, college villains, you know, like, it would never end. We'd go, like, yeah. sit in. It wouldn't matter if it was pennies, but... Well, I'm, I, I'm half tempted to, except I just don't think if it was more than like, you know, because the $5 delivery fee, that's the real thing mm-hmm. that they should have. You know, the tip, they said they were going to refund the tip and we told them they didn't have to. And so if they didn't refund that, like that's whatever. But they should have refunded the delivery mm-hmm. fee because they definitely messed that up. But maybe there's still a chance that maybe that's coming from DoorDash because DoorDash has been emailing me. Because they're the ones that get the fee, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it's probably good enough. If we do get any additional refunds, we will be updating you guys here. But for now, I consider this this fight closed. This case closed. Yes. And uh, thanks to Keith for writing in about that. As I always like to remind people, if you want to write to us, you can write to us at Mandarin Orange Show at the Gmail. The (laughs) Gmail.com. The Gmail. Well, I mean, there really only is one Gmail, right? But Show at gmail.com is probably more uh, mm-hmm. effective. You can also find us on Facebook, write us a message there, or, uh, you know, Instagram, wherever else. Uh, and if you co-host a podcast with me, you can just text me directly. Mm-hmm. So, that's that. And with that, it's time to jump into the news. And now the news. So you can uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, wherever you listen to our pod. Like, subscribe, all those things that people mm-hmm. say. Review. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I just mentioned the email immediately before this, so I suppose I don't need to repeat it, but since I messed it up one of the times, I'll say Show at gmail.com again, just in case. Or message us on Facebook or Instagram. Yes. And make sure you guys are following us on Instagram because this is where we're posting all about the 30-day TV pilot challenge. Um, as of this recording, we're just over halfway through the challenge, so there's definitely still time to get involved. If you follow us on Instagram, I do polls on there, and I, that's where I tell the story. But also on our Facebook group, there is an ongoing poll. Um, it's the same poll that's been there since the beginning. You may have to scroll down a couple posts, but um, it's got... Lots of options, and you can vote as many times as you want. You can even add more options if you want to. So make sure you are doing that. And um, I did say I was going to post the top five hikes, like pictures, in the group. And I tried five times, and now there's just a permanent, like, halfway uploaded post. And I can't get rid of it. So your top five... Would you call that your top five times that you tried to post 
your pictures to Facebook? Well, yeah. So I started posting them on my vacation pants. So if you want to see our top five hikes, go to my vacation pants Instagram. I've been posting stories about them and pictures. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Because... We've had some, like, technical issues. Mm -hmm. Instagram has been very difficult. Well, they're owned by the same I guess so. So, for whatever reason, it's not cooperating with our phones. We've got up-to-date operating systems or whatever on our phones, and we've got up-to-date the apps, you know? So, I don't know what the deal is. Um, But I do know what the deal is with my puzzle. 5,000-piecer. We are coming down to the wire here. I started on May 1st, keep in mind. Remember, I did a 7,500-piece puzzle, 7,500 pieces that took 15 months. This one I started on May 1st. It's now the middle of November. It's 5,000 pieces, and I'm really close. I think I'm down to the last, like, 200 pieces. But it's tough. It's all just kind of brown blobs Mm -hmm. from here on out. But Janelle really wants me to finish it before Thanksgiving, so I'm trying. next week. So we have the full use of the table. But, I mean, I've got the pieces all sorted by shape. It's moving much quicker now, now that I've got them sorted. So hopefully, um, hopefully we can get there. We have some really exciting news. Um, since we have been married and spent Thanksgiving together, we have never had Thanksgiving at our house. Yeah, that's in right. In all the years. It's either been at my grandparents' house, my parents' house, or, or Laughlin. Those are the three places. And um, just really, that's with the, the places way... I've ever spent Thanksgiving. Period in my yes. life. Yes. Um, just with the way things have been going and the numbers um, spiking, it's just you know, their experts are really urging people that like just isolating for this holiday is going to make it so we don't have a really sad Christmas. (laughs) So it's important. I know that we've all had to sacrifice so much, but we felt that it was good to um, just do it remotely. We're still going to play games virtually with our family. Video chat and stuff. And talk to them and hang out with them. Um, But at the same time, I've never made a whole thanksgiving meal i can't believe you're gonna cook a raw turkey <laughs> no i'm not going to do that no that's right we bought oh pre-cooked i ordered honey baked ham a week ago <laughs> yeah i'm pretty stoked on that yeah it's like an oven roasted turkey and a honey baked ham it'll be delivered to our house the day before thanksgiving that's so. that's about where we're at as far as cooking a turkey i just did not i just we're going to do all the sides and all this stuff. Yeah. I just get really grossed out by poultry and the innards and I just couldn't do it. No, I, I'm not going to do it. And our kids certainly don't want to help. They have a hard enough time cleaning out a pumpkin, pumpkin. to do a jack-o'-lantern. They're not going to get gizzards out or anything. So uh, we splurged in that area, but we're going to do all the sides and fix things ourselves, like Phil said. So I feel like we're doing it. Yeah, I mean, again, there's a lot of things this year that, you know, like, for instance, a lot of times we go to Laughlin and we drive out there, we spend the gas money, we stay in hotels, and even though they're cheap, you know, eating out and all Mm -hmm. that stuff, it costs, it's a lot of extra money. So, the amount of money that we're not spending on doing that is not even, it it more than makes up for buying an extra ham and a turkey. Right. 
Um, and we've got like the small stuff, I mean, because it's just the four of us. Right. So anyway, all that is to say, Thanksgiving at our house, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be special and cool, even though it's kind of really sad and Hard. the <laughs> the OCD part of me is really struggling this year. Like there is a lot mm. of traditions and things that I've always done every year the same way that we just aren't and can't, and uh, that's but it's, rough. It's fun to reinvent new traditions. Yes. That is what I keep telling myself. All right, so we have a very uh, exciting announcement. Yes. Well, we've um, talked about this. Yes, we've been building up to it. And this week, on Sunday, November 22nd, the Vecchio family is going to be on... AFV! America's Funniest Home Videos. That's right. We submitted a video. Yes, we are going to be on the show, and you guys got to watch. We submitted the video. Yes. And we, as we mentioned before, we're, our video is on there, but we also got to shoot uh, some stuff at our house. Yes. So that you'll be able to see not only the video, but some clips of us on mm-hmm. it. So you will see Phil, Janelle, Luke, and Audrey. And um, we haven't, like, seen the episode or anything, but you will be able to see us and you will hear us speaking on the show. So you have to um, tune in. I guess it's not really tuning in anymore. It is technically. It's still tuning in. Um, To ABC, we just found out that the show is going to be on at midnight, actually, on November 23rd. At least in our area. In our area, but check your local listings because it might be on, you know, at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. is the normal time that it's on. But it's like the American Music Awards or something. So, But if you also, if you don't catch it live, it goes up on Hulu the next day. So if you Mm -hmm. have Hulu, you can also watch it on Hulu uh on monday you know but so. we will be watching it live yes, at we midnight. Will. <laughs> um so and again again depending on where you're at in the country it may have different times so you got to check your local listings they always say right um, but afe america's funniest videos here we come it's very exciting so make sure you guys check it out and send us an email at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com when you watch it yeah tell us tell us what you thought what you think um i'll tell you what i think I think that we had... I mentioned last week that they were doing a Family Ties reunion on YouTube, and it was very exciting. Mm-hmm. And I, you and I actually watched it. It was really, really cool. And my other podcast that I do, Alex B. Keaton is my friend. Um, we did a whole episode covering just the reunion. Yes. But you and I watched it together. Keith was feeling a little under the weather, and so you and I recorded a special episode, a very special very episode. special episode. Um, just the two of us um, about the reunion, the Family Ties reunion. So if you guys want to hear that, you can look up Alex B. Keaton is my friend. It's on Facebook. You know, Google it, whatever. Alex B. Keaton is my friend.com. And you can listen to that. It's a short episode. I think it's like 17 minutes. But if you want a little bonus Phil and Janelle content, it's um, like you Zarin Orange Show 2.0. It is. I, I have a lot, a lot of fun listening or doing it with Keith too. So if you are interested at all in hearing about uh, family ties, you should check out some of those episodes, or just hearing more of me <laughs> blather on, you know. <laughs> Blathers. <laughs> and finally, in the news, um, Blue Christmas is coming up. We mentioned this earlier, but I want to just give a reminder: 
Blue Christmas is going to be on December 12th. It's a Saturday. It's very exciting. It's going to be a live online concert. You guys can uh, check it out um, for free. Um, and if you miss it on the day of, there'll be a video posted afterwards of the live stream. But it's cool to be there live and do it. Um, the lineup is, at, I think I mentioned most of them, but I've got like a little more solidified. So just in case, I'll run through it again real quick. We have Eric Kennedy, who, uh, as you guys know, was on the show a while ago. We have um, R.B. Brown, our friend from Australia. We have Isopod, who's played at many Blue Christmases before. Cool electronic band out of Texas. We have Rainhouse, who's also played at a lot of Blue Christmases before. Uh, they're from L.A. And we have Magnificat, who was a, a band that contributed a song to our second uh, Popbox Music uh, Christmas compilation. And um, it's going to be a really special set, and I'm looking forward to having them participate as well. So it's going to be really actually, cool. actually, if you want a little sneak peek, um, we have up on the Popbox Music uh, YouTube and the Facebook page. Yes. A little sneak peek of what Blue Christmas is going to be like. Yeah, we did a little test run of like doing a live stream thing where I hosted it and then I have an artist remotely. So we did a, a short mini concert, two songs with Eric Kennedy. Um, and yeah, it went really well. I, I still want to work out some of the kinks and I want to see if we can uh, get some cool slides and other things like that in there. Um, it's a pretty basic presentation, this first one is. But it's cool, and you'll see, I mean, it's a great way to do live music. I've watched a ton of stuff like this of all the bands I love, because everybody's doing them online. Mm -hmm. So um, it's really cool. And because it's pretty easy to do, and I think it was kind of cool, um, our plan is to kind of do an ongoing series of these mini concerts, you mm -hmm. know, where we'll have, you know, every so often, and maybe once a month, or maybe even a little more, um, just one, you know, one band at a time. Blue Christmas is going to be several bands, but uh, one band at a time, and... Um, you know, just, I don't know, three, four songs tops. Just do little mini concerts like that. So um, you should check that out. And we've learned all my uh, Zoom sessions every day have paid off because I am the technical Yes, Janelle wizard. is our tech person <laughs> for the live concerts. Because I basically do like a mini show every day. Well, not it's even like a mini show. It's like a mega show. show. You're it's on like all day every day. Several hour show. Every day, and I have to entertain third graders, so. Yeah, and you do, and you're amazing, <laughs> so, um, and our listeners are probably easier to entertain, unless they're third graders, <laughs> which I kind of doubt. Um, so, yeah, if you want to check that out, look on Facebook for Popvox Music, and uh, it's the most recent video there, Eric Kennedy Live, it says. So, i got to come up with a clever name for, like, a series of live concert videos that are short, mini concert with pop box music i don't know if you guys got any good suggestions help me out there because i need something clever and i got nothing right now um so anyway that's gonna do it for the news all right and it's time now to jump into our very exciting 30-day tv pilot challenge Whew. we're over halfway we're at the over halfway point. So we left off on the ninth. Yes, show. We, we went up through nine. So we've got the rest up through the sixteenth. Yes, um, is what we've got here, um, which is, gosh, that's a that's a week. We're very consistent. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good for us. 
So you've watched a few of these with me. Yes, I have. But a lot of them you haven't. So chime in on the ones that you have. And the first one on day 10 that we watched, the TV pilot uh, challenge. By the way, just a refresher in case this is your first time listening. We're doing TV pilots, a different one every day for the month of November. It's got to be something I've never seen before. It's got to be on our streaming services that we pay for. And um, you guys voted on them, and this is what we watched. Mm -hmm. Oh, and if I like it, I can't watch anymore until at the end of the month. (laughs) That's the rules. So tell us about day 10. So we watched Emily in Paris, which Netflix just put out a tweet that that's how you're supposed to say it. So it rhymes. So it rhymes. Emily in Paris, for those that (laughs) aren't familiar with the French. So um, that show was great to me. It was right up my alley. Um, Maybe Phil will watch it with me, but probably not. By himself. Yeah, that's what I put. I put probably with Janelle um, as a you know as my ranking afterwards because it was good. It was beautiful. It was really pretty to see all the the footage of the city and it was very very beautifully shot. The romance and the drama side of it um, rings a little bit <laughs> too melodrama y <laughs> for me. You know, it's fine. Like it's nothing bad, but. That in and of itself probably isn't compelling enough for me to watch it, but it's something I enjoy enough that I would definitely watch it with you. Yeah. So, that's Emily in Paris. I will be finishing it if Phil doesn't watch it with me. It, it, I'll tell you what it reminds me of. It reminds me of Jane the Virgin, which I watched the beginning of with you, yeah. and I was like into it, and it was a clever premise. And then it got And it kind of petered out for me. Like, I didn't care about the ongoing story. Like, yeah. the initial thing was interesting, and then I kind of lost interest. And I have a feeling this might be like that. Like, I really enjoyed it. It was really mm-hmm. pretty, but I don't know if I'm going to care about it long term. I got that vibe, too. Yeah. From so. you. And not bad. Like, it's not a bad thing. And I, I'll, I'll definitely, like, walk in and make a comment about it when you're watching it. <laughs> but I'll give it a try. Uh, day 11. Oh, we watched this one together, too. American Housewife. What'd you think of that one? Yeah, it was okay. Sitcom? Oh, see, you had a stronger reaction to it the night of. Did it, like, cool off for you? Mm-hmm. So we thought it was pretty funny. We laughed all the way through it. Yeah, but it was, it was piloty. And I feel like we need to give it some more episodes. That's what I put. I said probably, first of all, because it, we did laugh a lot. But, it, you know, there was a lot of setup, a lot of, like you said, piloty. There was a lot of exposition. and everything. We don't know who the characters are yet. And they haven't really, like, sunk in. But, I mean, there was some pretty funny stuff. Yeah, like, the dad on the toilet yeah. um, rang very true for me. So, I don't know. To me, it was definitely worth another watch. I said probably, but casually, because I feel like it's not one I'm going to be, like, devouring Whoa, each new episode. Watch a new episode. But it might be something I'll put on, like, while I'm doing the dishes or something to, like, hear the new episode. Like, you know, that kind of thing. So. I have shows like that. It's also, like, seven seasons, right? Like No, I think it's, like, three seasons. Okay. And, and there are a few, but I don't, it's something like three. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it was fun. Um, the next one I watched without you. I think you, like, tried and you fell asleep right away, maybe? I don't think I... I just... I couldn't make it through right. a show that night, but I really want to watch this. Well, day 12 was The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um, and it was it was good. Like, I enjoyed it. I, I mean, very much like the setting. It was a cool, you know, like, 50s. I think it's, like, late 50s or maybe early 60s. Somewhere in that range. Uh, is the setting, but it's, you know, it, very cool and stylish, and um, 
is the whole thing, I mean, I don't think this spoils too much, but just in case you don't want any spoilers at all, but it revolves around, like, stand-up comedy at the time, and it's, like, this husband and wife, and he's, like, the comedian, but he's kind of, like, bad at it, and at, through a turn of events, she gets a chance to do it, and she winds up being, like, you can tell, like, going forward, she's going to be the one pursuing it, right? And it was fine. Like, it was funny. There, it was a little gratuitous in parts uh, for me, um, for sure. But more than that, um, I it's kind of like for me when I watch a movie about music and they talk about, like, this amazing band and the band gets up and plays their huge song and it's just kind of not that great of a song. Mm-hmm. And you can tell, like, the people who did it weren't really musicians, but, like, this is the song they came up with. And it's really hard for me to get into a music movie that I don't like the music of. It's the same thing with this where the stand-up wasn't very funny and we were like oh and they were like all blown away with how great and powerful she was and it was like not funny yeah and so to me it was hard to buy like this is oh i see now why she's so amazing you know? like why couldn't you write her some good stand-up comedy <sighs> yeah and you have to watch it to get like exactly what happens and i get it she made like a bold statement and i'm excited for like there's definitely a lot of like women empowerment going on in it and like that stuff is great but I wish they'd made her actually funny in order to sell the stand-up comedy. Because mm-hmm. none of the stand-up comedy they showed from her or any of the other people in it was funny. Yeah. And that was frustrating. Except for some pre-recorded bits that were from actually from the 60s. Or 50s or whenever it was. So, it's a possibly. I will give it another shot. And I'll watch the, open, the first one with you. But I'm not sure how I'm going to feel about it. Um, next up. Big City Green. So, we watched one with the kids. Um, in fact, this is the first one I think we watched with the kids, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had some, you know, cartoons, some animated stuff and family shows in there so that we could actually... They really wanted to be a part of it. Right, they want to be a part of it. So this is the first one, and I had some other ones in there in the votes, but this one came up. This is a Disney one, and it's kind of like a cartoon version of Beverly Hillbillies. They moved to the city with their grandma who lives in the city, and it's like she has a farm that's squeezed in between like the giant skyscrapers, like she was the last holdout. It's like that, um, book... The little house or something. Yeah, where they build the skyscrapers all around mm-hmm. it, but it's still like a little, you know, farm farmhouse. And um, what would you think of it? I thought you and the kids will have a lot of fun watching it. Yeah, that's exactly what I put. I said, yeah, with While the kids. While mommy's working. <laughs> like, there. don't get me wrong. I am passionate about certain kinds of animation. And there are shows, for instance, Gravity Falls, um, uh, Over the Garden Wall... Phineas and Ferb, uh, followed by Milo Murphy. Like, there are kids' animation shows that I am passionate about that I would watch regardless of if the kids are watching it with me. This is one that was fun enough that I'll watch it with the kids, but yeah. I'm proud, I wouldn't be compelled to watch it otherwise. It was funny. It was it cute. It was funny. It was cute. But, but it wasn't like, whoa. Yeah. Like, like the other ones are. Because you just watched, in case we don't get to it, you just watched Gravity Falls with us. I did. And? I really enjoyed it. I mean, that's like a special thing. You know? Yeah. That's more than just And that's just big the, for me because I'm not an animation person. Well, and I would venture to say this. You're much more likely to watch an animated movie than you would be a, just a regular oh, cartoon show. series, yeah. right? That's how much I liked it. Yeah. i got to get you to watch Over the Garden Wall sometime. I've watched Over oh, the watched, Garden Wall. Did you watch it all? Yeah, though? I loved it. Okay. Yeah, I watched it all. Well, anyway, um, Big City Greens was fine. It was fun. It was cute. And I'll watch it with the kids. Up next is Dark Shadows. Um, this one was, I watched with you. You watched, right? What did you think? I thought that 
it just gave you a little tease and you didn't really get into the story at all. It's very short. Um, so I didn't really know much about this at all other than Tim Burton made a movie version of it that I never saw either. Um, but Jonathan uh, Matlock, friend of ours from college and also who listens to the show, um, wrote in. He added this to the list. And I wasn't sure at first. Like, I asked him, like, is this something you really like or are you just putting it on there because you want me to watch some, like, old show, you know? But he said he really liked it. And so I watched it. And in the thing, I mentioned, like, we had looked up. And I think it was, there was something, there's over a thousand episodes of this that were made over a period of, like, it was only, like, seven years or something like that. And apparently it's sort of like a soap opera thing where there would be like an episode on every day. And I was like, whoa, that's a lot. Even if I like it, that's a pretty big commitment. And so I mentioned on the thing, like, did Jonathan actually watch that? And he sent us a message and I will read the exact words he said. He said, because I, I had asked in the video, yeah. did you actually watch every episode? And he said, I did. Keep watching. So he watched every single episode, That's which means crazy. that he likes it that much. So for me, like if I had no background on it and I just watched that opening thing, I would probably be like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it was compelling enough to watch more because it was just a little tease. Mm-hmm. But if he liked it that much, I feel like it's we should give it some more. I mean, even on its own, I felt like I'd maybe give another episode to see what happens. Right. You know? I don't know if I would watch over a thousand episodes, but who knows? Maybe it's that good. <laughs> So I, I said, whoa, that must be really good. Um, and I said, like, I'll have to wait until after November to watch it again. And then he said, it's like Saved by the Bell good. That was his quote. Okay, well, and, I love Saved by the Bell. And I told him, it is entirely possible you are the first person ever to directly compare Dark Shadows to Saved by the Bell. So, <laughs> uh, so that was Dark Shadows. Interesting. And thank you to Jonathan for writing in about that. Next, um, I watched this one on my own called Tales from the Loop. This was on day 15. This is an Amazon Prime one. Oh my gosh. This one is up there with Lock and Key as my top favorite ones. Like those two are my two favorites that I've watched on this. Um, it was beautiful. I wrote, yes, a thousand times yes. I want to watch review. that too. But again, I... You got work and tired and stuff. Um, it was beautiful. It's... I think, I'm not 100% sure if it has each one as like an ongoing story or if it's like, uh, you know, just standalone mm-hmm. episodes, like a Twilight Zone kind of thing. The vibe, the feeling of it was like a Twilight Zone episode, but told in like a really beautiful cinematic way. Like it just, it was like an art piece. It was gorgeous. I, I can't even think of like something to compare it to, but it was just beautiful nature and acting, and it was it was very pretty. The music was gorgeous. It just felt special, but it was like a Twilight Zone type of story. Hmm. It was so so good. Like I just absolutely loved every second of it, and I, I can't wait to watch more. And I can't believe I have to wait. <laughs> so that and Lock and Key are my top two favorites so far. That's great. And finally, on the 16th, uh, this is today. What did we watch? Um, Chip and Dell's Nutty Tells. I mean, so this one, another one we did where we wanted to include the kids. So I put some some kids shows in there that we hadn't watched. Uh, tell us about what you think. Well, it was four minutes. Yeah, we did. Yeah, oh, that's right. Marvel Rising is the other one we watched with the kids. Mm-hmm. That, that wasn't the first one, but... Yeah, it was another, like, series of shorts. So we just watched the first one. And it was um, really kitty and grossed you out. Yeah, well, so first of all, in the kitty aspect, it's like a Disney Junior show, which I didn't realize before. 
the main appeal to Chippendale's Nutty Tales, just off on the surface, is that, as you guys know, I have an Instagram page that is um, Nuts of Disney. Not Nuts for Disney, but Nuts of Disney. In other words, Nuts and Disney and all the things where Disney and Nuts overlap, right? Yes. Because there's lots of people who are Nuts for Disney, but this is a page about Nuts of Disney. The Nuts that Disney provides. If you don't know Phil by now, this is totally how Phil is. Yes. And I'm like, nobody has ever done, to the best of my knowledge, any sort of fan work about the nuts of Disney. So we've, you know, been in the parks. We've actually eaten nuts at Disney well, parks. Well, we were supposed to go to all 12 Disney parks around I the know. world. So it was going to blow up huge. You were going to get nuts all over the I world. I know, because we started in Walt Disney World mm-hmm. and I got all the great nut shots and uh, nut shots and um, <laughs> all the shots of the nuts there that we were eating and stuff. So anyway, that didn't pan out, obviously. But Chippendale's Nutty Tales did. And um, it was a little kid's show. But the other thing, like you said, that grossed me out. So in this little short story, they're making like a cupcake or muffin or whatever. And they get mad at Chippendale because they mess with the recipe. And they like put too much yeast in it, right? And so first of all, like because they do that, it blows up to being giant, which is funny. But then it like starts floating away like a hot air balloon, and they have to like chase it down, mm-hmm. which made no sense. Like even within the logic of the show, I don't get it. I don't know where that came from. But the gross part was, you know, they were mad at Chip and Dale, but there was a little bird that's helping Minnie and Daisy to make it. And first of all, the little bird brings over the eggs and cracks eggs and puts it into there, which <laughs> is super weird seeing a bird put its eggs in there. Um, but then. They, like, pull out the little mixer to stir it, and the bird's like, no, I got this. And she sticks her tail into it all the way up to, like, the bottom part of the bird and mixes it with her tail. Gross. That's nasty. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, it it was a very babyish show, but, like, what are we teaching our children with this? Right. To be gross cooks? Put bird bottoms in their food? (laughs) I, I have no idea. It was disgusting. Um, I, my review of it was, I mean, it's for little kids. Yeah. I'm probably not going to watch it anymore, yeah. but as a representative of Nuts of Disney, I may have to like discuss it you further in the future. You might have to so. if you want to keep it alive. Because it is, I mean, I got to support, Nuts of Disney has to support when Disney does nut stuff. Right. So, you know, that's a, that's a whole separate thing. That's important. And that's where we're at on the 30 Day TV Pilot Challenge. So make sure you guys, once again, follow us on Instagram to keep up on the story and join our Facebook group, Mandarin Orange Show, the group, so that you guys can vote and contribute more suggestions. There's still plenty more shows for me to watch, so I want to hear what you guys think I should watch. And uh, with that, we're going to jump into Listener Mail. You got mail. Yes. We got some Listener Mail this week. Um, like I, I already read uh, Keith's letter and Jonathan's right in there, so those um, we mentioned earlier. But yes. we had a couple others. Um, our writer inner Ben wrote to us. Yes. And so um, we're going to read that first. And that one, um, that one came in uh, on a text again. So I like how writer inner Ben changes his way of delivering his messages each week. I think that's intentional. Knowing Ben, I have a feeling that it is. <laughs> so Ben uh, texted me some stuff here. Ben was on a trip. I think he came all the way out to California. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least out to Arizona. I'm not sure how far out he made it. But anyway, on his way back from Arizona, if you guys remember correctly, he uh, was asking us at one point about going to the Petrified National Forest or National Park. Petrified Forest National Park. And we kind of gave him some tips and tricks. Mm-hmm. 
um, for going there. And so he sent, first of all, a little video um, of him at the National Park, and it's fantastic. Um, we'll post he, that in the group. Yeah, he said we could share it, so we'll share it in the group. Um, but he did some little uh, nods to some uh, Mandarin Orange Show segments, which we appreciate very much. Um and so now I'm going to jump into what he wrote, actually. He said, just got back late last night from our trip out to Arizona, visiting a few national parks and other southwest havens of these great United States. I guess if I read the beginning there, I would know he didn't go to California. He went to Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> he said, my wife and I both enjoyed ourselves thanks to good planning and bringing our vacation pants. Yeah! Overall, it was the most it was most triumphant. And since I already sent you a video, yeah, he sent me a video from Circle K, the Circle K where yes. strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Uh, he said, since I already sent you that video from the Circle K, you can explain that to your listening audience, perhaps. So he's got himself, uh, you know, he, he did some pictures, but he actually, it looks like he's inside the Circle K, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. and he's speaking with the uh, the clerk there, and he asks him, uh, when did the Mongols rule China? And the clerk says, I just work here, which is right out of the, the show, right. right out of the movie, and it's fantastic. So, um, it's pretty great. Yeah. So, Ben does a lot of fun. Ben does a lot of great, like, visiting, um, you know, site. Mo- movie locations. Movie locations. And I should probably know, I don't know off the top of my head, like, what his YouTube channel is. But he's got a lot of cool stuff posted on there about him going to so places. So give us your handle. Yeah, Ben will definitely remember to write us in and tell us that. But I'll try to find it and post it if I can remember. Uh, but I might forget. So if, if I do forget, Ben, please um, write in and tell us that so we can send people your direction. All right, then he said, um, we'll be posting pictures soon. But please know that I listened to and enjoyed your last podcast while driving up to Petrified Forest, and there were more than a few serendipitous moments while I was listening to you and Janelle. I drove by Little Caesar's Pizza, just as you were describing that story. What? (laughs) And then later that day, drove by the Tonto National Forest, as you were describing in another part of your podcast. Did you guys go? He said drive by. I hope he, like, went in. Oh, it's so gorgeous. Needless to say, it was a clear sign that I should always be listening to your podcast during road trips. Am I right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, you are correct. Looking forward to your next episode and promise to write a better letter next time in response to the ongoing Vecchio vibes. Uh, he said, also said I could share it. And then he said, P.S. Sibilance. Tom Hanks forever. because Sibilance. 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 And then uh, P.P.S. I will get back to you on my top five hikes. I'd like to hear that. Yes. I also love to hear from you guys if you ever want to tell us your top fives of anything or write us any other stuff. Mandarin Orange Show. Share it on the show. MandarinOrangeShow at gmail.com. That's the place to do it. Or Facebook, Messenger, Instagram, any of those places. Mix it up like Ben does. Yeah. Be like Ben. Be like Ben. Be a good writer in her. All right. And finally, uh, we got one more message. This is fantastic. (laughs) And. uh, I, this absolutely made my day. Like, I laughed so hard. Like, I I was crying when I saw this up front. Mm -hmm. Um, But we got a message from a listener to the show and friend of ours, uh, Aaron. And if you remember correctly. (laughs) I talked about Aaron on our last episode. Yes. There's a lot of poop talk. Yes. During the poop talk talk segment. And um, Aaron sent a picture because when you did your impression of him, for whatever reason, it sounded like a British villain to me. Yeah, I said something like, 
Aaron would say to me, why do you always have to poop all the time or something like that? But you said I said it in a British accent. Well, it was like your version of a British accent, but it was like a villain one. And so anyway, Aaron sent this amazing picture. It's him um, with a top hat. And he looks like a villain. He looks like a villain. He's got like a, you know, like a filter on or whatever with like crazy eyes and stuff. And a British flag. And then the quote says, why do you have to poop so much in British accent? (laughs) Which is fantastic. And I asked Aaron and he gave me permission to share it. So if you clicked on this, like on Facebook, or if you look on our website, that will be the image. episode cover. And um, we'll probably also share that in the group as well. Just so you guys can see it. So. Uh, thank you, Aaron, for sending that. That, like, made my day so much. <laughs> so much. It was fantastic. And uh, that's going to do it for our listener mail. Thank- yes. Thanks again for everyone that wrote in this week. And um, just want to remind you guys one more time, if you want to write us, you can write MandarinOrangeShow at gmail.com, Facebook, Instagram, all those places. Mm-hmm. Whew. Up next, it's Top 5. Every time a bell rings, we give our top five. So you start this week because I believe I started. That sounds good. Last week. Now, in Ben's email last week, he suggested another top five. And as long as people keep suggesting them, we'll go with those suggestions. And uh, he wanted to hear our top five holiday movies. Mm-hmm. Now, he said we could narrow it down to Christmas movies if we wanted to, but we didn't. We just kept it holiday. Since we have a holiday next week. That's right. So, I'll go first. This was tough, and there's a lot of great holiday movies. Oh, but so many. I think I narrowed it down to what mine are. I had to think about it, too, because there's some that I are really great um, that didn't make the list, but then when I was thinking about it, I'm like, no, I like that movie, but the ones that I watch over and over again... Yeah, you gotta think about what you watch. The ones that I'm like, I can quote back and forth, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. So, here we go. Number one, have to say it, and I know that there's a, a wide range. Some people are passionate about this one, some people are sick of this one. If you're sick of it, you need to actually sit down and just give it your attention and love. gonna say. It's a Christmas story. It's fantastic it's an ultimate classic i love it i have watched it countless times as i know some of you guys have um but just because it's been on tv you know they air it 24 hours a day that doesn't take away from how magical it is we quote it to each other constantly now listener of the show josh hates that movie yeah does he though i think he does i think he hates it I don't know. And Maybe. he says he's never liked it. I think he just said that to get under my skin. I think he truly loves it. <laughs> it's his favorite. Fragile. It is fantastic. I mean, I have memorabilia, toys from it. I have a leg lamp in our playroom, you guys. Like, I love A Christmas Story. Mm-hmm. I've read... So it's interesting. The, the book that it's based on, I'm doing air quotes here, um, it's actually based on a series of essays... Um, and it's not like one like constant narrative, but they kind of compiled a bunch of the stories, the essays that he wrote, you know, about his childhood or right. whatever and made it into a narrative. So, um, Gene Shepard is the the writer and I think he worked on the screenplay too. And then he's of course the narrator as well. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's just, it's magical. It's so good. And it's it, so good. There's a reason they play it 24 hours a day. It's yeah. It's perfect. They wouldn't just play any old movie 24 hours a day around Christmas. So that's my that's my number one. Now, 
very, very, very closely following that, like right behind it, just nipping at its heels. In fact, there are some times when I've like tossed and turned back and forth about like which one is actually my favorite, but it's it's Christmas vacation. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Like and again, it's another one that's just out there all the time and I have merchandise from and it's ridiculous, but I like I love that movie with a passion. It is so wonderful. You are Clark Griswold. I deeply identify with the Clark Griswold <laughs> character, not just in this one, but in all of them. Like even before you were a dad. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I went to roadside things. I mean, there's pictures of us long before we had kids standing by the world's largest dreamcatcher, <laughs> mm-hmm. the world's longest map of Route 66, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Like I love I love Clark Griswold. And I love, you love his character. Christmas. I love Christmas stuff. Um, it's just, it's a, it's another perfect movie and it's, it's another one that some people might've seen too many times, but it's just perfect. I absolutely love it. Did you see it in the theater? I did. This is one of the few movies I saw in the theater. I saw it in the theater. In fact, is a, I mean, kind of a fun, like I have a very fond memory of it because it came out when I was in fifth grade and up until I was in fifth grade, I had my very, very best friend. His name was Rob. We did everything together, Mm -hmm. right? Like he was like, and I was friends with other kids at school, but he was, like, my one friend, like, everything together. And halfway through my fifth grade year, or almost halfway through, like, he had to move. Yeah. It was devastating. They moved, and they were, they moved about two, two and a half, maybe three hours away, something like that. It wasn't, it's not super far from where I lived, but far enough, like, for a kid that I just didn't see him any day. And it set me down a path where I kind of struggled from there on through junior high and middle school, like didn't have a lot of friends. It was a rough time. And it wasn't until like the end of eighth grade and on into high school that I kind of got my groove back as it were, you know? So my friend Rob left and I got to go visit him at his house around Christmas time. And, um, you know, cause I think it was like the beginning of Christmas break kind of thing. I got mm-hmm. to go down and spend a few days with him because I hadn't gotten to see him and I missed them and everything. And so I went down to his house and his parents brought us to go see this movie in the theater and it was just like we like loved it so much. We laughed. We were quoting it and running around. You know, yeah. like just like it, it, I don't know. It has a very very deep emotional connection for me on many levels. Plus, it's just one of the funniest things that's ever been done. Right. So, I love that movie. I'm I'm going on and on about, them, but it's these. So now we move down into. I mean, those ones are the absolute pinnacle. These are the ones I love. The next one I have on my list. It's a newer one, and it's another one that I think has kind of gotten overplayed, but it's still great, and it's Mm -hmm. Elf. Oh, yeah. That is a good one. I love Elf. It's so funny. Now, I also stuck to movies. This is another one of the things that I helped use to help eliminate stuff. I stuck to movies that were purely, for the most part, about the holiday or revolved entirely around the holiday because... I know people like, oh, Die Hard is a holiday movie, blah, blah. Even something like Home Alone, which I absolutely love... Home Alone probably would have bumped Elf, but it's not, it's, it is around Christmas time, but it's not, there's more Christmas in this. So, that's, that was one of the things I used. That was one of the things I used. Okay. I had to narrow it down or I would have been here all night. Okay. And I would have had a bunch of, I don't, I have five pure answers here. Wow. So, I, I had to use some techniques. So, I love Elf. It's very, very funny. And again, it gets overplayed sometimes, but it's if you go back and really give it your attention, it's very funny and, and great. Yes. The next one I put is Love Actually. Now, this one um, is, again, a newer one. I really, really love it. And it's just, we've enjoyed it so much since I've it came it out. 
A lot of times. Yes. Um, it, I mean, the Christmas lobster. Yeah, like it, again, the whole thing builds up to their Christmas pageant at the end. It's much more focused on Christmas, although there is a lot of other stuff just in the Christmas it's time. It's very well written. It is. I just, it's great. It's a masterful writing piece. I love piece. it. And finally, um, on my list, I have planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh! Because totally. when we did this, I said, well, do you want to narrow it down to Christmas movies? And Janelle's like, well, like, what other holidays are there? It's just holiday <laughs> movies. It's the same thing. Well, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is them trying to get home for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. That's right. And it's that's a Thanksgiving it's movie. Next week. And I love Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I mean, that movie is just fantastic and brilliant. John Candy, Steve Martin. It makes you laugh. and makes you cry. Yes. Del Griffith. Yes. Sure, I talk too much. I also listen too much. I could be a cold-hearted cynic like you. <laughs> I like me. My wife likes me. Et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. Those aren't pillows. I love that movie. Um, or what about, you're going the wrong way. Oh, how yes. would he know where we're going? He's drunk. <laughs> Um, anyway, that's my movies. I love it. And Planes, Trains probably would have bumped out some other Christmas movies. Um, but I needed to have another holiday in there. Oh, and I love that. I mean, there's not another Christmas movie that would have bumped it. But if Planes, Trains wasn't on there, I might have thrown in, like, a It's a Wonderful Life or something along those lines. But I didn't have to because I had five tops. There you go. Top five. I'm surprised Home for Pur- Purim isn't on there. Well, that's another good holiday movie. <laughs> Dang, that's good. Ooh. I thought you were going to go with that one. For Your Consideration is the name of the movie. Yes. Though, yes. <laughs> that would have been good, too, just to prove a point. But I didn't, I didn't have to. You didn't go down that road. All right, what's your top five? Did you have any overlaps? I did. I had three overlapping oh, yeah. with you. Okay. So, Christmas Story. Um, one of my earliest Christmas movie memories is Christmas Story. I mean, Ralphie in the bunny suit, like... Oh, as a kid, like, I just thought it was so hilarious. And I didn't understand, oh, fudge, or that the dad was, like, cursing. (laughs) Um, And I didn't get the fragile or anything like that. What about, I love the Wizard of Oz. (laughs) I love the Wizard of Oz. I did get that kid was weird. (laughs) But the part that my sister and I would just cuddle up to the TV and if we got it on VHS, we'd rewind it over and over again, was his visit with Santa. Ho, and we ho, just wanted ho. to go to that place where you slid you down, down the a slide. slide. I, know. I mean, it's so great. So that was on there. Incidentally, real quick before you move along, Gene mm-hmm. Shepard, um, they did several other movies based on his life in that yes, same world yes. with Ralphie as a character. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them is, uh, it's called My Summer Story. Um, I forget, there's another like alternate title was released under with Charles Grodin as the dad. Mm-hmm. It was great. Um, and then they also did Ollie, Ollie Hop, Noodles, Hop Noodles, Haven, Haven of, Bliss, of Bliss, which I've tried to track down for years. I was hoping when they did Disney Plus, it would be on there and it's not there yet. So Disney, if you're listening, please give us Ollie Hop <laughs> Noodle. All right. All right. So then um, my other overlap was... Um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yes. I'd probably put that in the same order you did. Christmas Vacation could nudge out Christmas Story, but Christmas Story I have so many, like, kid memories of, so. Is it still National Lampoon at that point? I believe so, but I'm not sure. I know the fourth one wasn't. I'm pretty sure. 
I'm pretty sure this one was. Maybe it was. But um, just the whole like, um, like getting the house ready for Christmas and having family over. It was just not something that I really experienced as a child. I come from a smaller family, and we just didn't have (laughs) those kinds of celebrations. I did go on Christmas Eve. Like, my dad's side of the family is huge, and I did go to Christmas Eve, like, as a kid a lot. I might have even seen this with my dad. In but, the movie theater, but but we did like as, when I was a kid, we all went to my grandparents' house, yeah. and it was like us and our cousins, yeah, and like it was the same thing. And everyone would stay at the house, you know, we'd sleep yeah, on air mattresses or the fold out couch, like, like sleep over. It was like a one night thing. When no, this I went with it my was dad. a two, three, four day thing, like always. Well, I just loved it that even though they had all these situations and everybody was angry at each other i just loved seeing the family get together and yes. work through their holiday because it wasn't something i was super familiar with cousin so. eddie <laughs> it was great and the what, the jelly of the jelly of the month yeah. club can i get you a drink drive out in the middle of nowhere and the cat oh my gosh the cat oh, and the christmas yeah so that was on there, and then the other overlap I had was Love Actually. Oh yeah, um, yeah. classic. I am a sucker for a romantic comedy. I know you and are. This one is perfect. So, um, my favorite love story is the one with the um, uh, prime minister. Oh yeah, Hugh Grant. Yeah, and his. Um, I think she's like a housekeeper. Something. She was definitely a lower level person at the place he worked at. Yeah. So I just thought when he goes and like meets their her family at the house and they're all crass. Oh, I love it. Um. So my two that I didn't overlap with you is I put Home Alone on there. I saw it around like Thanksgiving, Christmas time, probably about three or four times in the movie theater. And it just gives me all the holiday oh, I, feels. I passionately love that movie. Don't get me wrong, but that's how I use my. You had to. I get it. I, get I, it. I had but to. Narrow I it down. had. I have very like in tune Christmas holiday yeah. memories with that movie. Um, and then um, it's a wonderful life. Was um, something I grew up with. Um, it was we had it on VHS and. It was when, like, they were really big in making the old movies in Technicolor. Yeah, where they, like, paint over. Where Not Technicolor, it's a... Uh, oh, what do you call that process? Where, yeah, where it's color... It's yeah, so they, like, colored, colored it in. in. Yeah. And we had that, and so we watched that every year. And I believe you watched that copy with me for the first time. Yeah. You said you'd never seen I'd never watched it. Life. I'd seen, like, a snippet of it here and there, but I never actually sat and watched it until you made me watch it, like... I was, was in like, college, I think. Yeah, I was in college, and I was like, um, I was mad at you. Well, I'll tell you what it was. It was kind of like how some people are with Christmas Story, where it just was always on TV, mm-hmm. and I'd seen little bits of it here and there, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's whatever. And it's not like I don't like old movies. I love old movies. It's yeah, just, that's what... It just was around all the time, and so I never paid attention to it. And you have to, in order to appreciate any movie, you got to sit and actually pay attention and watch it so you know i mean i knew the clip every time a bell rings i mean (laughs) i use that i spoof that in this very thing in the top five Mm -hmm. right like i love that movie but uh, i just i hadn't 
ever given it, you know, that it's proper due. And then you made me watch it, and I love it. Yeah, it's great. And like I said, that that one may, that one could, that one might even bump out Elf or Love Actually for me. But again, even though like it does I end totally up, I totally forgot about Elf. I love Elf. Yeah, but I don't know if it would bump any of these for me. Even though it does end with Christmas, the whole thing isn't Christmas, you know. Well, you may have not had any extras, but oh, I did. Okay. So, not movies per se, but what? I love watching around the holidays. Um, the Christmas toy, the Muppets. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, show where it predates Toy Story yeah, by a lot. Yeah, I remember that now that you said And um, it's like all these toys in a nursery, but they're like puppets. Yeah, I remember that. And... That's just the classic that I used to watch on the Disney Channel over and over again. Disney's A Christmas Carol. Yeah. Actually, some version of A Christmas Carol really should be on the list. Yeah. I just love that Disney one so much. and The Muppets you know, one is really good, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, I agree. Very well done. Um, the cartoon small one, which is oh, yeah. about the little donkey who... Um, well, I don't want to give away, <laughs> give it away, but it's a little donkey. Yeah, I mean, so. it, it's obvious. Um, and it has such a great song in it. Although, here's small a fun fact one, for those of you small. out there. Yes, but I knew. There's no donkey in the Christmas story in the Bible in any way, shape, or form, so. Check it. Prove them wrong. And Mary People did not tried. ride a donkey into Bethlehem. <laughs> There's no donkey in the nativity scene hanging around. It didn't happen. So at least it didn't say it did happen. It could have happened. Yeah. But it never said it did. No, it does not. And then I said a Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah. Because hello, a Charlie Brown Christmas tree. That's like where the Absolutely. saying comes from. I feel like you're going like TV specials here, which should be a whole separate list. Cause I love that Disney Channel Christmas special they would show. Do you remember that? No. Oh, really? It was like, well, anyway, keep going with it. Anyways, we need to watch these with our kids. I know. Um, so. I actually really love Christmas Carol, like the book, you know, short yeah. novella, whatever it is, you know. It's fantastic. Short story? I don't know. Oh, well, and every time you see that, like, play or in any shape or form. Yeah. It's so good. It's it's an excellent reason. It's an all-time classic. Remember your grandparents took us to the theater in the round? Yeah. Version. The there, and yeah. we, like, the audience, like, surrounded on this circular yeah. stage. It was, like, in Glendale, I Pasadena. Think. You, they used to, there was, like, a, I mean, it's probably still there, but I used to go there with my grandparents a lot. It was really fun. Um, another just one that, there's different adaptations of it, but another great Christmas story is the gift of the Magi? I absolutely oh, love, and yeah. there's several. There's been several adaptations of it. O. Henry is a fantastic writer, and I've read many, 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 many short stories that he did, and he's great. I mean, we always like say, "Oh, we gift of the Magi." Yes, it. we've done that. So, and then what about that TV movie where it has the three elderly gentlemen who claim they're the three wise men? And yeah. they, like, walk through the camels. Know. They walk through on camels through the Galleria Mall in, like, the South Bay. I have no idea what that is. Oh, my is. gosh. It was so good. We have to find out what that movie is. Listeners, if you know what I'm talking about, there's a made-for-TV movie about three elderly men who 
claim they're the wise men. I've I've never heard of that. So all right, it's an assignment <laughs> for listeners. Uh, obviously, Ben struck a chord here because we we got very excited about. Well, and it's the season it's the, is I almost know, upon us. I love Christmas movies. So. Well, we have one last uh, quick segment to do, and uh, we're going to talk board games. It's game night. Yes. So um, we have played a few board games we want to tell you about. Yeah, we haven't talked board games in a while. Um, we do play them quite regularly still. In fact... During my parent-teacher conference presentations, one of the ways to get your children to develop their math fact fluency is to do family game nights. Because think of when you play Monopoly and you're rolling the dice and you're counting and you're counting your money, like all the different math you are doing internally. Like, with one little simple game that's been around forever. So, um, I have been saying that to all my parents, and I'm hoping there's yeah. some more board games. And not just Monopoly. <laughs> almost any, any board game. game. Really. Card game. Yeah. Cards. Absolutely. So. Well, we've played a lot of stuff, but we're going to highlight a few. Because it's been so long, I, I couldn't even remember all the stuff we've played. But mm-hmm. here's a few that I remembered. So, um... It was fun because um, for somebody's birthday, I think it was my mom's birthday. I think so. We got her a copy of um, Bible Outburst because we have a copy of Bible Outburst. So we were able to play it virtually because they had their copy to give us our cards. And then we had our copy to give them their cards. And it was, the Outburst is a really fun game to play over Zoom. Yeah, and I actually should mention, this is part of why I wanted to bring this up tonight, but uh, listener of the show, uh, Brian Jessen, has posted in our um, Mandarin Orange Show group about, like, if there's any resources for playing games through Zoom, like, remotely. Because, you know, people are feeling very separated Mm -hmm. and playing games is so much fun, but it's hard. There's some games that just really don't work to play remotely. Like Rook, which is... Oh, like my Tragic. one of my all time favorite games, and we just really can't do it remotely. Um, another one is like Settlers of Catan. Like that's just too. There's too many elements mm-hmm. to like do that. Um, I don't know. I mean, there may be a way to do it. Um, and so anyway, Brian was asking if we had any resources. Well, I I don't know if there's any specific stuff, although there may be. So if you guys have any things that people. Uh, you could point us to as far as you know doing online games or games you know what remotely. What have you done? Um, but we've done a few. So this is one outburst, and we did Bible outburst with your mom because we knew she'd like it. But any version of outburst is really easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you can also just to clarify, we sent her one so she could have one. But you could you e- only need one. You only need one copy of it. You can easily have one person run it from their thing and have people play all remotely. Mm-hmm. So that's a good one. Um, now another way that you can do online or, you know, remote video or gameplay is doing video game versions of it. There's a lot of video games that have board games versions of it. So I've mentioned Settlers of Catan, which you can't play really physically, but there is like, at least on the Nintendo Switch and I'm sure on other platforms, there's uh you know, you can download a version of it. It's like 10 bucks or something like that. 
and you can play it remotely. If the other person has a copy of it, you can play it online with them. So, you know, set up a Zoom call, and you're playing, taking turns, but you're doing it in a video game form. So it's still, it's a video game, but they're set up like board game play. Right. Um, another one that we've played a lot of, um, we just played it with our at our house mostly, but 8-Minute Empire is another one where it's based on a board game. You basically play a board game. It's There's no, like additional stuff other than the moves of the board game but you're playing it on a computer right. version. Um, and it's really really fun uh, and another good thing about this too if you have them and you like playing those games and maybe you can't always get people to get together and do zoom but you can just play online with strangers on a lot of them mm-hmm. um, you know so um, it's a good solution for that as well I don't know there's probably others we've played quite a few uh, games remotely any, yeah. other, any other good ones that we've done five second roll Five second rule is a good one. As long as they have a good connection on that one. Um, there's others. Boggle. Yeah, boggle or or categories, mm-hmm. things like that, where everyone's like writing down answers. Um, there's that smart donkey. Yes, yes, uh, yeah. A lot of trivia ones. You know, if you have we someone that's like pursue. Yeah, as long as you have, you know, you only need one copy of it and have someone that kind of hosts it a lot of times, you know. And we did, like, with um, my students, we did, like, a YouTube trivia game where there's tons of YouTube trivia videos. Basically what we do, though, because we have tons and tons of board games, I'll just go through... And, like, sit and think about how could we do this remotely? Like, is there a way to make it work? And something like Rook just doesn't work because you have to deal out of the same deck. And, each, you know, you have to have a private view of your own cards, mm-hmm. you know. And so it just doesn't work. But um, or it would take a really, really lot of setup. I don't know. I can't imagine how you can make right. that work. But, you know, look at your games that you have and think about, like, how could I do this? How could I? And sometimes it might mean that you have to be, like, a host and run the game, mm-hmm. um, you know, or somebody, you know, if you have the game. But, right. you know, that can still be a lot of fun. You know, you're like a game show host. Um, yeah, and I think we figured out if two people have a copy of the board game Clue, we figure out a way to do that. But you're... Uh, you both have to have a copy of it. Yeah, you would both have to have... But yes, we figured out how you could do Clue. Because you can basically show the card up to the camera. Mm -hmm. um, And then when you deal it out... Because when you deal them out, like let's say... You know, you have to have three that are tucked away that you can't see. But you just show the cards to the person that they're supposed to have. Mm -hmm. And then they can grab those out of their deck. So it can work, but you definitely would have to have... Your own stuff on the other side. Right. So. Um, yeah. So there's if you're creative, there, there's a lot of ones you can do. Yeah. Um, and if you ever have one that you want to do, like, you could write to us, and I bet we could help you figure out a way to do a lot of them. Right. Um, some of them, Not it's like tough. Twister. Or... Twister's probably hard. I mean, <laughs> but, you know, it could be a funny, like, demonstration one, and you can each, <laughs> you know, each person have their own, and you, like, still have to just do it, you know. There's ways you could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. If there's a game you want to play remotely, let us know. Finally, one other game we played at our house, though. Tell us about this. So, um, Audrey um, is very excited about the game of life. The board she game of life. She <laughs> loves the board game of life. She loves everything about it. She loves the babies. She loves getting married. She loves buying the house. She likes making money. It's adorable. 
So we found, or I think you found it. I think you found it in your online shopping. Yeah, we were looking for stuff for, for Audrey for her birthday. Electronic version of life with where everybody gets like a little credit card and um, it's like Mall Madness style, that game all teenage girls my age played, <laughs> where you like put the card in the little like bank and it adds it up automatically. Maybe not using math skills as much, but Audrey's still... You st- I mean, it's not as much, but you still value. have to like... Yeah, because you have to do... You enter it either in multiples of uh, a million or a thousand. Yeah. And so shouldn't keep that in. Yeah. It's, it's less so, but it's still good. Um, and it had some variations, so that was fun yeah, to it kept play it differently, and, um, that was a really fun game. Yeah. I highly recommend. Especially if your kid is obsessed with a game, try to find different versions, because we also got her a, a card pet, game. And we also we have done Pirates of the Caribbean Life. Yeah. And... Sometimes you have to, like, mix it up a bit, <laughs> to, you know, for your sanity. Uh, <laughs> Luke has not... Um, Luke, we got Legend of Zelda Monopoly, but we haven't played that that yet either. Yeah, this is like the season after the kids' birthdays, and then especially after Christmas, where they have so much. There's so many new things, and they're just like enjoying them all, and they haven't. They have a pile of stuff they haven't played yet. Like a lot of attention, and then yeah, they don't just tear it apart. Like they focus on one thing at a time. So it's kind of my style. I get it. Well, you guys, uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, thank you to all the people who wrote in and have been participating in the 30-day TV pilot challenge. And um, you know, everyone that's been writing in, we just we love hearing from you all. So once again, i got to remind you, message us on all of our social media, or you can write us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. And don't forget to watch AFV this week. That's right, and Sunday. tell us what you think. On ABC. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to do it. Watch our show and um, have a great week. Yeah. We'll see you guys next week during Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving week. And so for the Mandarin Orange Show, I'm Phil. And I'm Janelle. And we talk so you don't have to.